You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the 13th Sunday after Pentecost, August 22, 2021, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said, Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. <clears throat> Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are our spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, several years ago, I was having a conversation with an old friend who was telling me about how satisfied she was with her experience <clears throat> in the Weight Watchers program. She said that having lost several pounds, she was now uh, really enjoying shopping in her own closet. That image really struck with me, shopping in her own closet. She didn't need to go to Nordstrom or Macy's to buy new clothes. She already had all that she needed right there at home. I thought a lot about my friend and her delight in shopping in her own closet the other day as I was reflecting on this morning's reading from Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. You probably don't think of the Apostle Paul as a fashion influencer. You know, someone with an Instagram account and thousands of followers who look to him for fashion advice. But come with me for a few minutes and let our imaginations run loose. Let's see if the apostle has something to say to us right here at St. Thomas about our own wardrobes. First, it's important to know that one of Paul's themes in the letter to the Ephesians is that although the powers of the present age, the evil powers of the present age, seem to be pressing in on every side, 
Christ, in the power of the resurrection, has already overcome those powers. And it's in the power of the resurrection life that Christ's family can also overcome those powers, the powers of darkness. And the tools for that, Paul calls the armor of God. And that armor is already available to them. It's as close as their own closets. 2,000 years later, we, like the Ephesians, might feel like we're confronting the cosmic powers of the present darkness, as the apostle calls them. As the Delta variant explodes and ICUs are once again filled to capacity, as wildfires rage across the West, as drought and intensifying hurricanes and rising sea levels provide the clearest evidence that climate change is here right now and it's an immediate threat. As our political divisions harden, well, do I sound like a broken record? I mean, please forgive me if I do, but it's the world we're living in right now and pulling the covers over our heads won't change any of it. And of course, right here at St. Thomas, we have another reality to consider, the reality of transition the reality of change. The old rector is leaving and the new rector hadn't shown up yet and won't for a while. So here we are, as I said a few Sundays back, living in in in-between times. Let's face it, on top of everything else, that's just hard. So I want to say as clearly as I can, Please don't pull the covers over your heads. Now, I know, because I've heard it from lots of different folks, that there's some anxiety in the air. There's some foreboding, maybe even some fear about the future, all of which is perfectly normal. The question is, what will we do with our fears and anxieties? Well, let me suggest that we go shopping in our own closets. It's there, my dear sisters and brothers, that I promise you that you will find the whole armor of God. The belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness are both hanging right there in front of you. And the good news is that they both fit. Earlier in his letter, the apostles has told the Ephesians to speak truth to power and to speak that truth in love. Speaking truth in love means holding fast to the truth as you understand it and, uh, and then speaking it, but speaking it with charity and grace and peace. Not speaking in anger or fear or to browbeat or dominate or or even to try to convince. Speaking in that way, you can be darn sure you won't be heard. But when we speak the truth with charity and peace and grace, we not only say words that are meaningful, but perhaps more importantly, when we incarnate charity and peace and grace, When we live it and not simply talk it, we become charity and peace and grace. That makes all the difference. You know, you've heard me quote her many times, but I'm going to say it once more. 
our dearly beloved Mary Friedlander, oh, Granny Mary, that's who was so important to me in my time here and whose spirit still permeates this community. Mary always said, it's better to love than it is to be right. It's better to love than it is to be right. Which is really another way of talking about putting on that breastplate of righteousness that's hanging in your closet. You know, of course, that righteousness doesn't mean being right. That's closer to self-righteousness, which is all about our own fragile little egos. Righteousness means being in right relationship. Right relationship with God and right relationship with our neighbors. That's what happens as we live in charity and peace and grace. Now, of course, you're going to want some shoes. Can't go around barefoot, can you? And you already have shoes in your closet that you'll put on to walk around as you proclaim the gospel of charity and peace and grace. And sometimes you'll even use words. You know, St. Francis of Assisi said, preach always. Occasionally use words. It's walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Are you going to meet resistance? Will there be conflict? Will you experience the flaming arrows of evil that Paul describes? Of course. Just look at the world. But you'll have the shield of your faith, the faith that promise you, promises you that the Lord Jesus is walking right alongside you. You'll have the helmet of salvation. And remember that salvation is all about health and healing and wholeness right now in this present moment, not somewhere off in the far distant future, but right here and right now, health, healing, wholeness. You'll have that as your helmet. You'll have the sword of the Spirit, the wisdom of the word that's being spoken to you and through you in every moment, the word that you are incarnating as you live out the gospel of charity and peace and grace. That's the outfit that's hanging in your closet. Now, all this sounds pretty warlike. Well, the, the apostle reminds us that there is a war going on out there. We know it, we can see it, we can feel it. But we don't fight fire with fire. You know, that just fuels the flame. It keeps the spiral of violence ever widening. But when we confront the conflict, when we confront the anxiety, when we confront the fear, wearing all of those beautiful clothes that are hanging right there in our closets, the conflict will not stand. Charity and peace and grace, Christ's truth, that's what will stand. That's what's eternal. Conflicts come and go. Change happens. Transitions have an end. It's all passing away, Jesus tells his disciples, and he tells us that too. But what is it that endures? What is it that lives forever? What is it that, that emerges out of the ashes of conflict? What is it that comes forth from the tomb. Love. Love is what 
comes forth from the tomb. Remember, you can tell the whole passion story. You can tell the whole resurrection story. You can tell the whole Christ story in one sentence. In the end, love wins. In the end, love wins. My dear friends, in this time of conflict around us, and transition right here at home, we don't have to do it all by ourselves. We don't face it alone. We face it together. We help each other take those clothes that are hanging in our closets and put them on. And that's surely one of the meanings of living in Christian community. In the days and weeks and months to come, take your anxieties, take your fears, take your wants, take your hopes, and share them with each other. Let your neighbor, let your Christian friend, the ones who are sitting right here around you right now, let them hold all of that with you. Speak to each other. Listen to each other. As the program year begins in September, your staff has planned to set aside time on Sunday mornings for telling our stories and listening to our stories, a time where we can hold our fears and our hopes together. <clears throat> now, I can already hear one or two of you saying, wait a minute, I'm from the Northwest, I'm an introvert, I'm not going to be sharing my story. Ha, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's okay. Just show up anyway. Listen. As you listen with the ears of charity and grace and peace, you'll be making space for the Holy Spirit to be at work in you, just as you're making space for the Spirit to be present in the one who's speaking. What's important is showing up. In our gospel reading this morning, we see that Jesus' teaching appeared difficult and controversial. And let's face it, he acknowledged that it was hard. And so, you know, lots of folks began to drift away. Jesus turns to his closest friends and says, do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter speaks for them, and as always, he speaks for us. And he replies, Lord... To whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Yes, my dear sisters and brothers, there it is. It is Jesus who speaks the words and lives the word of eternal life. And where will you find it? Right here. Right here at home in your very own community of faith right here in your very own closet. The words of eternal life are right in front of you. Take those words out. Put them on. Wear them. Share them. Live them. The gospel of charity and peace and grace isn't somewhere off in the distant future. It's right here, right now, right in front of you. Amen.
For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website at www.stthomasmedina.org.